difficult, 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 I don't know. It's couple, too hard to start. Couple years. Couple years. I don't know how to do it. I know. It's it's it is what it is, folks. I yep. am Marie. I'm Katie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the difficult woman podcast. <laughs> so difficult. It's really difficult today to start it this is, podcast. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Everything's hard. Social um, anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that counts for this. But. Uh how you doing, girl? I'm great. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I did fine. I uh, I so here's a quick story. You know how we like to talk about uh, meditation on this oh, podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I've been I've been thinking about like, oh, I should try to like. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I found, and this came out a while ago, but I guess the CIA released some like uh, documents that they had had of stu- the studies that they had done in the 80s about um, trying to weaponize like out of body experiences and stuff. Ooh, yeah, and they've basically found that like we definitely live in a in a simulation. No, <laughs> and Katie, yes. don't tell me this right now. No. I'm starting to freak out about this. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like it's like nothing. It doesn't change any way you should live. It's Are not we like in a aliens. petri dish. No, no, it's not like that. Okay, it's like but we're just in that like we live. Dimension. Yeah, it's just that the way that our life we're living in this 3D world, but there's more to the world than just this 3D life that we're living in and that we can access other dimensions mentally. Um, and they found that like, this is true, <laughs> the CIA. Okay. So, but it's okay. not like, but it's not easy to do and they've not been able to weaponize it. Did you and figure think, it out? And I figured it out and I left my body and I'm not here anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no. But they were saying one of the ways to like access these deeper levels and also they're talking about, they're trying to, get into time travel they couldn't quite figure that out so that may not be possible but um one of the ways you can reach these things is through transcendental meditation oh and so i was like oh i'm actually like my i've been curious about this for a long time like let me see what the deal is um i like looked it up it seems really interesting and i would totally love to like learn more about it and do and really like do it the right way but it costs like a thousand dollars which seems like a scam to me, and I don't to know wait, if anybody to learn out there. how to do this. Yeah, because they 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 keep it really weirdly secret. So like you have to go to like a TM place, and then you do like one on one TM with these people for four days, and then they show you how to do it. They give you a mantra, and they make a big deal about the mantra, but like the mantra isn't that. It could be anything really. Um, but then they say they personally select one for you, and then they charge you like a thousand dollars or more sometimes. It's like on a sliding scale. Well, if you're going to another dimension, that's cheaper than I guess, space. <laughs> I guess that, that's what they would say. So, <laughs> so I was like, let me see if I can try to like do my version of this oh, um, God. without <laughs> paying for it. Did you watch I'm a couple so YouTube cheap. videos? And Yep, you know, you know how to do it. Uh, I mean, basically, it's just meditation, but you like focus on a mantra. And then I don't quite understand where the money comes in. Well, here's the thing. Don't tell anybody. Uh, figure it out. And Tell, then yeah. we'll start charging people. I'll do your we'll social call, media we'll call and branding. KM. Yeah, <laughs> Katie Marie. Welcome. I did just watch Nine Perfect Strangers, <laughs> and I'm I'm like ready to like join a cult. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? A wellness guru type luxury resort Let's slash smoothieville. 
Let's start one. Would you guys join us in the Our hills cult? of Vermont? <laughs> I mean, we'd have a really fun call. Oh my God, it'd be so fun. We'd have pizza oh. in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. And then we'd try to leave our bodies at night. Yeah. <laughs> you could teach us all how to orgasm also without Without touching, touching yourself. You Is that t- a thing we talked about? I've done that before, by the I way. I think we people. have talked about that. Katie okay. has... has <laughs> Has been able to climax without touching myself by listening to a YouTube video. It's a whole thing. We'll talk about it on another episode. Wow. Maybe, wow. Yeah, wow. It's really yeah. happened. Even I was surprised. I was like, holy fuck, I just did it. Well, minds are. It's because cool. we live in a simulation. So, you know. <laughs> well, you know bad. who's really trying to take us to the next simulation uh, era is Mark Zuckerberg. Do you know what he's up to now? No, I have no idea. I, what, what's Mark been up to? <laughs> Jesus, that motherfucker's going to ruin us all. Well, first off, did you know it came out that they actually knew? I mean, obviously, duh. But but there's so much data collected that does support that the fact they knew that um, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, everything that they do is horrifically bad for mm, um, adolescents and people. Yeah, no, that it causes suicidal that. thoughts and you yeah. know. But and they don't they give kept, a fuck. Right. No, they don't give a fuck. But then I heard on the news today that he's trying to then take Facebook to the next level of like AI and Ugh. he really um, is going to be the thing that destroys us. Yeah. But like having your avatars then like go to parties for you. No. That's what they were talking about. No. And so That's they were different. like, hold off on that. Let's figure out this thing first with like the children. Yeah. For more please. like make better parental control. I mean, luckily like congress is like hey hold up wait a minute yeah that's i true. don't know it he's I, gonna we gotta he, here's the thing let's huddle we gotta get huddle. off social media that's where i'm at right now oh, today yeah. no i totally but, i mean look i just tried to meditate and then the first thing i did right after i meditated which i was feeling good about my you tweet about it? i was like no i was like basically i was like on instagram i was like what the fuck am i doing i was like what the fuck am i doing uh, so I, I got off of it but uh yeah i totally ooh. agree and the thing about the simulation thing is it's like that well, I'll get into. Well, we'll talk about. Wow, it. <laughs> but like it's, but I, but like that's not what <laughs> destroys the world. It's like it is. That is what it is. The the stuff with the AI stuff that yeah, scares that me. stuff will will end the world. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> How about you? Wow. You know, uh, just you know, looking into. Just just dis- like just creating my avatar. <laughs> that's all. Just you know. Ready for parties. Ready for parties since is I'm not going to Is this post-COVID any. life is, is that we go to parties, like, remotely? Well, I think, I mean, if anyone's to blame for the pandemic, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, let's blame him. <laughs> let's blame him. But, I mean, kind of, because everyone's misinformation and stuff. Right. Well, that, too. But but this is, the pandemic has been so good for that man, because now, like, oh, yeah. people are staying home. And so an avatar kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. I don't know. Because we're like so desperate. The other thing too is um I think we're, we're spiraling like, a little bit today, folks. <laughs> just That's spiraling. okay. It's totally fine. That's all right. fine. Everything's fine. She asked me how I am. That's fine. I just um, want to go to the other dimension now. <laughs> yeah, can we no, please but go you, to the other dimension. You can I don't you can. like this dimension. If you pay a thousand dollars, you can. Um I mean, <laughs> but that's not the thing I don't like about Do they that. take like fourteen installments of a thousand dollars? I mean, can it's I, in, it's can in I have four installments. There oh, is okay. a payment plan. I could do that. Yeah, but do you but should you? Like, where is this money going? I don't know. Anyway, but uh, people that do TM swear by it, and I'm going to try to do it without paying. We'll see. <laughs> like, okay. I'll keep you posted. Well, you know, um, maybe we should do a GoFundMe. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Katie can get so some Katie meditation can get- <laughs> I know there's people starving on this planet, but we want to get Katie to the but other dimension. We, wanna, we need her to spend $1,000. Doesn't that yeah. seem insane, though, that like, and again, it's on like a scale, a sliding scale, but still that anyone has to pay 
to meditate. To, like to that meditate. seems like against what the point of it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's okay. Anyway, we'll talk. We digress. Uh, we'll talk about another ready time. Ready for some know. more stress-inducing information today? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're spiraling is we've been looking this oh topic my, up this week. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> okay, Katie had this great idea of talking about fast fashion. And its impact on the environment and how it's killing us. And the reason why I thought about it mm-hmm. was because, full disclosure, because I'm all about secondhand stores and so we'll get into that. But like I want I've been like trying to like get into good shape, not even lose weight necessarily, but just take better care of myself and mm-hmm. do, you know, try to pull myself together nicely, feel good about myself. And so I was like, I really need new workout outfits because like I don't. You know, you want to look kind of cute. And also, like, some of my workout things are from, like, college. And they're disgusting. And I need to get rid of them. It's, like, not They've okay. They've lost their, their elasticity 20 I years mean, I ago. Just, I literally I do have a pair of pants ago. that I have to, like, hold up while I'm jogging. So it's, like, I needed new. I needed a new one. That's why I bought you workout clothes for your birthday a couple years ago. Because that was, like, And oh, I honey. still wear those. They're great. I love them. Um, those I'm are my so good ones. Funny. And those are from, like, six years ago. But it was only because I was, like, oh, girl. I know. What are you so wearing? So you know. So you know yes. that okay. it can be real bad for me. So I was like, oh, I should get like, let me splurge and get like a nice like workout outfit. Well, mm-hmm. workout outfits are like so expensive. I don't know if you guys look at like really nice, like Lululemon. Like it's just, I was like, I can't, I just can't oh, afford it, whatever. Lululemon. And then I found on Sheen, Shin, how do you pronounce that place? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. that cheap, cheap, cheap place. I was like, yeah. oh, they have them. And so like mm. a dumbass, I went and bought a couple pairs of those for like almost no money. And of course, you're on the website and then you're like, oh, and that dress is cute and this shirt is cute. So mm-hmm. I, I, I got like all these clothes for like very little money. And I was like, this is great. And they arrived. And the first thing I thought of, well, when I opened the package, it's just like that chemical smell. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I'm murdering the environment today. <laughs> like it just hit me. I was like, I'm an idiot. Like, what am I doing? But also, here's a side note. What do you do about workout clothes? Because like that doesn't feel like a secondhand store kind of purchase. Well, we'll get into that later. I have some suggestions towards the Great. end. Love it. <laughs> well, I did want to ask. So what are you wearing right now? Oh, <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt that says uh, that nap isn't going to take itself. <laughs> Which is no, Katie. I meant the brand. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you? Do you know where it's from? Probably somewhere terrible. Because this made me look down at myself as uh, we were about to record, and I am wearing a sweatshirt from Target. It's made in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. I am wearing those really cute spandex shorts that I got from mm-hmm. Amazon, mm-hmm. and I'm wearing some sandals from Target. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about fast fashion. And just so you guys know, no judgment, because really, oh, I'm, we're, I'm just we're talking same. right to yep. myself. Me too. But after this episode, I'm hoping that people will just start uh, critically thinking about where their clothes are coming from mm-hmm. and and do better. This is I'm, this is what I'm telling myself. Marie, do better. Do better. Yes. Do yes. Better. Yes. All right. So what's fast fashion? Well, fast fashion, the term was coined in the 90s when Zara hit New York City. Uh, I love Zara. I know you. I thought of you. I know you love uh, your Zara. And Zara, Zara, it was in the 90s when it came out, its whole idea was that we're going to go from design to stores to in the stores selling in two weeks because oh, we're going to take the God. most, the biggest fashion ideas and then th- just mass produce them as quickly as possible, which as you can imagine, produces an extraordinary amount of waste. And in terms of like 
factory methods and the kinds of fabrics that they've been using to to make these things like it was not good for the environment but it was still like the 90s and people were like wow this is cool h and uh, h&m kind of popped up after that uniqlo all those companies um it's not just the really really cheap places it's the like medium cheap places that are just like in fashion you know what i mean Mm because when we were kids not to date us but when we were kids like you you could shop at like the gap or like limited to limited which was like the coolest place to shop and Mm -hmm. those were not like high fashion but that was and in the limited so not that the limited so great but like you know this idea that zara had when they came out that they were like basically replicating runway looks Mm -hmm. or things that like the celebrities were wearing quickly quick enough that we could like wear them at the same time Mm -hmm. was like kind of revolutionary in the fashion world but then Mm -hmm. of course it's led to a lot of problems Oh, yeah. I think the biggest thing about fast fashion is that, um, so I was, I we love um, Adam Kahn over, and he did, mm-hmm. uh, he does the show Adam Explains It All, and he actually did an episode and then a podcast on fast fashion, so this is where I'm getting a lot of my information from, but he had a professor on who teaches about uh, product design, textiles, and stuff from Georgia University. Look at me, stating some things, citing, I don't <laughs> know. sources, sort of. Adam <laughs> kind of. Ad- Adam said, Adam, Adam explains it all <laughs> on his show on True TV. Uh, but so this woman was saying fast fashion, it's cheap. The method and the timeline of creation is very short and fast. It's trend worthy because they want the consumer more, more than ever to like, to stick to the trends so the consumer just keeps coming back for more mm-hmm. and the clothing is disposable and mm-hmm. adam has a joke a very funny joke that whenever he goes into like h&m when he touches something it dissolves mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is true it's like how many times i was just talking about this with a friend of mine because yes i love zara everybody knows us it's i i feel hip finally you know mm-hmm. when i buy zara but I cannot tell you how many times I buy something super cute and I swear to God, the very next week, there's a hole in it. And then, yeah. you know, you got to sew it up or you toss it out. And right. so the thing about tossing out your clothes, did you know, here's a crazy statistic. I don't know if this is true for me, but maybe 50 to 80 pounds of clothing is dumped per person each year. What do you think about that statistic? That seems I mean, I high, think that, but seem, but I think that what it accounts for is like there's so you and I we like try to look cute, but we're not like great at it. You know what I mean? No offense. We're fine. We're, we're, we're not known we're for our fashion. We're not known for our fashion. One of the reasons why we wore costumes was so we didn't have to think about what to wear on stage. It was great, right. um, and even that felt like a lot of work. So we're not great at that kind of thing, but. I we know that there are people that really really lean into this thing where they're at the store they're shopping mm-hmm. their their hobby is shopping where right. they're buying new stuff and they're on YouTube and stuff and people do like unboxings and unbaggings and people spend a lot of money and time like shopping and those are the people that like don't wear those things and and even that being said I've still in my lifetime had an item of clothing that I bought and I never took the tags off of I'd be mm-hmm. lying if I said that I'd never done that. Mm-hmm. And that like, I don't tend to throw those things away. I tend to try to take them to like a secondhand store. But even then, we don't know what happens to those clothes. If they don't use them, they probably dump them too, eventually. Well, guess what? This is what I learned that kind <clears throat> of, I, this was going to be a, hey, this is what we can all do together, is take our clothes to the Goodwill. No. Did you know? The Goodwill actually takes their clothing and then takes that stuff to a third world country. Mm-hmm. So say a lot of it goes to Southeast Asia or Africa. But then in those countries, it actually 
hurts the country because mm-hmm. then they're not buying locally. So why would you buy a handmade shirt for $6 when you can buy a shirt from the Goodwill or whatever they call it there for a dollar? So it hurts the economy. Well, and it's this whole idea that we keep putting, passing the buck. You know, it's right. like, so exactly. like, oh, I'll feel better about myself because I'll take it to Goodwill. And then Goodwill is like, well, we, we don't want to throw it out. So we'll send it to these third, these poor people in third world countries. Like, actually, like, you're not helping. That's like a white saviorism it's, anyway. And it's, it's literally like, here, you throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. But I have to say, I took a huge bag of clothes that I was I was getting rid of to Buffalo Exchange. I love, I, I try to always take my stuff to like Buffalo Exchange or Beacon's Closet or one of those places, you know, trying to make a buck or two. I took, I thought some of the coolest stuff I took to <laughs> Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> Forget about it. The liter- literally, I mean, this thing was like 10 pounds of clothing and this really cool hip woman uh, just, she she took 10 Judged minutes. you. Yeah, quietly. basically. Yeah, uh-huh. And then was like, actually, we're not, she goes, what's she saying? She started explaining, like, what's cool to me. Like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, so, like, none of the cool stuff's in this bag. And she was like, well, <laughs> I mean, just nothing that we're buying currently. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I felt like a big old loser just then. But that's fine. If you have cool stuff, cooler stuff than me, by all means, try to make a buck or two. Because yeah. I do think that helps. I mean, it's, it is, if there's motivation, too, to take it in. The other thing is you can send... Um, What's it called? Thread up. I don't know what they do with the items that they don't use. Probably to goodwill. So I mean, it's still yeah. less problem because the real answer is we have to buy less. I mean, that's really the real answer. But um, you can send like I sent in. Um, well, I had this lady who uh, I guess she was she I guess she got pregnant, but she used to live in my apartment <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she I uh, she got married. She has a great life now somewhere. Not here. Not in my house. <laughs> so she um Bathe keeps doing this thing where she like forgets to change the address on her orders for her dog food also. <laughs> but uh for she ordered this all is still these, happening. It hasn't happened in a while. I think she finally was like, God damn it. Oh. But she ordered all she must have been pregnant because she ordered so many maternity clothes to my house. And yeah, I opened the package because I was like, free clothes. And then I was like, fuck, they're all pregnant lady clothes. <laughs> And then a few months later, I got another package. I'm like, yeah, free clothes. And it was all baby clothes. I was like, ah, fuck. Which we recycled and gave to my friend's baby who wore one of the outfits to her first day of school. That's The rainbow jumper. Yeah, I'm not about. There's no way I was going to throw that out. No. I gave all that stuff away to people that wanted. And then the maternity clothes I sent into ThreadUp. They're brand new, tags on. And then I've been making money off of them. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Actually, I do. I did send away for a bag for all this stuff because I mean, yeah, yeah, because you, you never know. Because actually, thread up, they're like a little less. Uh, it's not that they're not fashionable. There's lots of fashionable things on there, but there's also more like normal people clothes that mm-hmm. they sell. So mm. anyway, um, yeah. What one thing too about all this fast fashion? I hadn't really put all this together in my brain, but that uh, so many of these clothes, especially when you're making them quickly and you're trying to mimic different kinds of looks and stuff. Things are made out of synthetic fibers and mm. stuff that doesn't dis- doesn't disintegrate in the landfills. Mm-hmm. So when we do throw these things away in high volume, um, not that it's like so much better if it's a natural fabric, but it's much worse if it's not natural. If it's a basically based in plastics and fossil fuels, uh, it's especially bad for like wild water. You know, like a water life. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like <laughs> oceans that live in fresh ocean, water, ocean life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know this. Okay, so polyester, 
which now I actually am going to check every time I buy something to make sure it's not polyester. Polyester is probably the worst thing you can buy that t- that type of textile There's because so much of it. Well, too. every piece of polyester that has ever been created still exists today. Yeah. And there's all these microfibers that end up in our drinking water exactly. and in our in the fish. If you're having yeah, sushi, you're probably not on some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, so the fashion industry is the second largest polluter in the world behind oil. Yeah. And that's because and USA. This is this is a pro America podcast. That sounds pretty uh pretty intense. What do I say? I, I'm I am proud. We're to not be an anti-American. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud theory. to be an American in theory. But when it comes to fashion, I think that we are probably the world's leading factor of pollutants because we are chasing cheap labor throughout the world. So like, and and also like, if it does say made in America, that's sometimes not even true because mm-hmm. like maybe it's like finally the finishing touches are done in America but odds are it was done in like Bangladesh or something like that which is just so that's so that's how we have to like remain aware curious and all that sort of stuff but um back to yeah so the U.S. depends on depends on these developing countries and so we go to these developing countries these third world countries that still rely on fossil fuel like coal and so 10 percent of the carbon footprint in the world is from fashion which is crazy and then um and then it's just an endless cycle yeah (laughs) until we die (laughs) yeah well you bring up another point so yeah so if we're going into other countries that um don't have as intense regulation i mean not the united states i don't even think our regulations are good enough right in terms of these kinds of like pollutant type things but they're even less strict in other countries for for example china they Mm -hmm. are all about keeping up with the the capitalism you know Mm -hmm. the capitalism race so they don't have very strict environmental regulations in that country so um it's notorious for like water pollution air pollution like they, they they don't care so then if you're working for zara and you need to make your clothes in two weeks you're, you, you almost can't you can't really do it in the United States mm-hmm. yeah ha- and you can't and if you're gonna sell them for six dollars or twelve eighty five percent markup a lot of this stuff but think about what that means so when you I buy know. that twelve dollar pair of pants right. or even thirty dollar right. pair of pants like they can't afford to pay American workers what right. they pay these laborers in other countries some people are working against their will some people are not getting mm-hmm. paid at all even in the United States uh, it's been known that some of the migrant workers like in LA don't get paid they just they like just the, the guys that are running the factories just like don't pay them they're supposed to get paid but they just don't and then because a lot of them are legal they're not gonna, they can't really fight for it so like the the mm-hmm. conditions under which people are working in the fashion industry specifically, and this goes for like a lot of things, like any kind of, you know, we know notoriously the iPhone companies, like they have to put uh, nets underneath the windows in China because oh. people want to kill themselves all the time at these factories. So like, and uh, here's a side side note. There's a movie on Netflix, if you haven't seen it yet, it's really fascinating, like really, really fascinating, called American Factory. And it's about mm. um, how they bring, they were trying to bring more jobs back to the United States. Like the idea was sort of like something that people think is a good idea. Um, so they brought in these Chinese workers to show Americans like this is how you work efficiently in factories and Americans couldn't do it because like mm-hmm. the amount that the, 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 the Chinese workers are pushed, the levels that they're pushed to and the way that they kind of function, even as like a, 
you know, the Chinese society is more about like working together and in America is very much about like independence, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So even those it's so fascinating to watch. And like they those Chinese employees were actually treated pretty well in the grand scheme of things. But so it just goes to show like these these workers like they don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about them. there a couple years ago in um, Bangladesh. There was a crazy fire and like a building collapse where uh, 1,100 people died mm-hmm. and over 2,000 people were injured. And mm-hmm. that wasn't even the first time it happened or the last time it happened. Right. That was just the time that we kind of heard about it in America. And this right. shit happens right. all the time. Right. Not to mention child labor. <laughs> right. So there's not only these are, it's not even just like, well, people, they're, they, they're choosing to work and they're, they know what they're working under those conditions. There's that, I guess, but because they have nothing else to go to. And then there's the people that are f- forced into labor and then child labor. <laughs> So it's mm. like that's what you're getting for your twelve dollar pair of pants. For my for my shitty workout outfit that'll probably fall apart in two seconds. Like I guarantee you it was made by somebody that should have a better quality of life because mm-hmm. they deserve it. You know, everybody deserves to be doing better. And that's and that's the reality of American capitalism too, where it's like the reason why we go to other countries is not because like Oh, we hate American labor. It's because people don't want to spend. They 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 don't. They're not allowed in America to treat their employees right. the way that they do in other countries. Mm-hmm. So it's and like they know that. It. This is oh, the thing that's of like. Of course they know it. Uh, yeah. Of course you it, you don't. How you think? No, nobody is that stupid. It like right. in in that business mm-hmm. to think that oh the labor's just happens to be less expensive over here. That's so great. That's not what's happening. Right. They're just paying people almost nothing to work five times harder than any job you and I or anybody in the United States has ever had, mm-hmm. you know, except for maybe like farm laborers. Well, this professor that Adam had on his show uh, explained. So she used to work in fashion and, and fast fashion. She worked for H&M or Zara or one of those. And she said she explained one of her. She was 25 years old, right, right out of fashion school and like so grateful to have a job. However, like she was sent all over the world at 25 years old. And so number one, like that stood out to me and and she even said it, but it's like to hire a super young person who's not going to challenge her elders sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So they're sending this this young girl over to Bangladesh. And so she's looking at the factory and talking to factory workers and talking to the executives over there. And she sees in the corner women sleeping on piles of these turquoise sweaters for H&M. Mm-hmm. And and then and then they sell then they sell them and then you know it, it, but but she said that it was just she 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 actually got fired from the Gap and that's why she stopped working and and then went to grad school and is now teaching ethics around this which is great but that she said just how sad it was to see how the products that she was selling and that we buy and that we buy and so it's really cool with this woman Laura I have to look up her name uh, just look up Adam explains it all. <laughs> Bad, bad at citing but this professor um what she does now is she teaches at university of georgia and i mean we all like i i knew i had friends who were in fashion and like so bright-eyed bushy-tailed when they come out and like just so excited to like conquer the fashion world but what she does is she teaches an ethics class and like just like brings like critical thinking to like how how to create these things in a more ethical way which i think is so cool that a class actually exists like that and it's and that's so exciting and that's one thing too is it's like it's not all doom and gloom for the fashion industry necessarily um because there are they are coming up with these 
not even coming up with well there's two things that they're trying to do one is go back to more like natural textiles like cotton and like things that are not made of synthetic fibers like the way that you were talking about how you know polyester still exists from day dot you know um so that's one thing also trying to shop more locally and get like more local fashion people like working so that they're not having to ship things because that costs mm-hmm. money and that pollutes that's part of the pollutants like the reason why fashion is such things, a high pollutant right. is mm-hmm. because it yeah shipping stuff around um side note we didn't talk about but also dumping like dyes and things into the waters and also when they're doing these mm. this work in bangladesh it's polluting the bangladeshi people it's not polluting the americans so it's like another level of like we're fucking, and of course, any pollution to any part of the world affects all of us in the long run. But it's like you're polluting these people's neighborhoods that we don't have to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm. So when you're ruining their water, it's they they are the ones that are getting cancer. And they're the ones that mm. are having to deal with that, too. Side note. Um, <laughs> but the good news <laughs> is mm. that um, they're also coming up with new science, like sciencey, new, new, like <laughs> chemically made fabrics and textiles that are that can um, biodegradable biodegrade mm-hmm. and stuff so they, they're they are looking towards some of those things um so there is hope for some of it they did cite stella mccartney as somebody that was like m- one of the most active in trying to be mindful of fashion at, at such a high level mm-hmm. uh she actively doesn't use um leather or fur uh and then she also doesn't which does not have anything to do with fast fashion but uh she also is mindful of like some of the textiles that she uses in terms of like what's really hard to biodegrade i wanted to add though for those of you that are like all high on your horse that i don't wear leather i don't wear real leather i don't wear fur i don't wear real leather um don't forget that vegan leather is plastic Mm. and vegan leather is one of the worst things for the environment because they try to sell it as like it's so good for animals it's actually worse for animals because of the production like all the things that we mentioned before when you're using this like plastic stuff on your shoes and your jackets Mm. and all that stuff it goes back into the environment and it's harmful to animals at the end of the day so we have to also be mindful that like we're not being sold these Mm. new technologies and new things like we have to be smart about how we buy that stuff i'm not saying you have to wear leather but don't think you're doing something good by wearing vegan leather it's actually worse than Mm -hmm. animal leather Mm. for animals yeah if you you love animals wear real leather Mm. (laughs) that's the truth or don't wear leather at all or any you know what i mean I love leather. I'm sorry. I mean, I just I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm a Viking. It's okay. Right. I like to wear fur. I just cover myself in fur. I just like just murder the animal, wrap myself in its outfit. Fashion. Fast fashion. Fashion. Fast fashion. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite show is, what? what's that one? Like Dying in the Woods? A- what's alive it or something. Alive, yeah, or, yes. Or, yeah, it's me. I don't remember what it's called. Dying in the Woods, yes. Dying in the Woods. Show. <laughs> well, I thought an interesting point, this professor whose name escapes me, um, <laughs> she was talking about globalization. Um... And how it's just such a, it's like America, it's like America first, America first, America first. Okay. So we get that. Thank you, Donald Trump. But so if we all in the, in the, in this, this planet earth work together on our strengths, we, it would be a better place. So like this woman was talking about how like each country has their own strengths. Like, so America she was saying like we're really great thinkers, we're really great innovators, but we're not really good at executing <laughs> how to how to <laughs> how to make these said things. And so that's why we're always chasing this labor, cheap labor everywhere else or whatever. But like Japan is really great at machinery, creating machinery. Uh, Malaysia is really amazing at 
die, like the, their capabilities of dyeing fabrics and stuff. And so it just made me stop and think of like, wow, if we could really actually work together, we could save the planet. But well, we, if COVID we has taught us anything, yeah, that nobody wants to work. But with it's so else. sad, and it's so sad really to sad. think like, what's that fucking Bible verse? It's like, I mean, it's not even Bible verse, but I mean the the story of like the fish and the loaves and the give a give a give a man a fish he eats for a day but give him a teach him how to fish he'll eat for fish for a long time he'll <laughs> says it in the bible he'll fish, he'll fish until the seas are empty of our fish. seas are he'll empty. over fish and then we'll all tie a famine <laughs> yeah i remember that one. you know that no, one yeah yeah no well, but it's true say, it's no just, it is true yeah it is true. and also the idea that like um i mean i was gonna say maybe this is why we all spend one thousand dollars on tm is because like <laughs> you this notion that we're all separate beings and we're all separate mm. from each other and that we don't actually and look this isn't even it, you can look at it on a spiritual level where you're like there is something deeper that's connecting all of us and blah 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 you can believe all that and I do but you don't have to all you have to do is look at like an ecosystem mm-hmm. like everything I do affects you mm-hmm. everything you do affects me mm-hmm. you know and it's like we live in this world where we we were just saying it earlier that it's like this is I'm going to make this your problem. I'm going to give you my old clothes to throw away, make it your mm-hmm. problem in mm-hmm. your country. That's going to affect us. That's going to come back to us because if if like all the, you know, I, I want to buy a lot of paper products. I need to buy more toilet paper. I need to buy, I need to hoard toilet paper during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then that means they're cutting down all these trees in the Amazon. Well, that's not my problem. I don't live in the Amazon. Well, guess what? It is your problem because that's also affecting like the carbon, you know, Footprint. not being able to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like, this is where we're not humans are very bad at like seeing beyond their nose their own nose because of this like conditioning that we have in this capitalist world where everybody's like rugged individualism and stuff when the truth is we are not individuals we're not Mm -hmm. we're like all we're we're all living together we can choose to be parasites which we kind of have been living like that or we can choose to be like working with the planet and with each other and with mm. you know but we have to make better decisions and like that's where like it's really really hard I think for people to go backwards like right so you're so comfortable now shopping at H&M and I'm talking about myself too not you mm-hmm. but like everybody out there we get comfortable oh it's just so ch- ah but it's just so cheap oh but ah it's just so and like what we're not seeing is that like the cost is so much higher than the $12 you spend on the pants mm-hmm. you know the cost is something like your children's f- future you nailed it literally yeah. the next time you pick up a six dollar shirt just think about your children's future yeah and so here's the other thing like it's gonna be really mm. I, I think it's near impossible to expect that like everyone's gonna just stop shopping at H&M or any of these places forever and some people do and that's amazing but you know there's a lot of people it's like it's just hard for what one reason or another and you know but so there are some things like number one consumerism generally we got to try to curtail some of that we got to try to start living in a new paradigm with some of that stuff but also just on a side note one to mention like I live in a neighborhood that is like wall-to-wall secondhand stores and really cool it's you know super cool. brooklyn like suit like the the best of the best secondhand stores mm. not everybody has that opportunity and i fully mm-hmm. am aware of that so for me mm-hmm. it's like really easy to to find really cool things that are secondhand mm-hmm. if you don't have that near you which a lot of people don't um yeah and even sometimes people's uh you know goodwills just aren't very exciting and i totally get that mm-hmm. um but again uh thread up is a great 
website to check out if you haven't done that yet. Um, and then also, like one of the things that we've done in the women's comedy community is there's a, a woman that organizes a clothing swap. Yes. And anybody can do this. Anybody, mm-hmm. if you get all your girlfriends together and be like, collect all the stuff that you're not wearing, that you don't want anymore, you want to Marie Kondo that shit, great. Start like a, you know, organize a clothing swap, do it safely with masks and all that stuff, you know, it's whatever you need to do. But um, you would be shocked at how many cool things you find. You don't even think, you're like, my friend Jennifer's not that cool. Guess what? Somebody bought her a cool sweater three winters ago and she mm-hmm. didn't like it, but it's actually like the best sweater you've ever seen. So many of my clothes are from either clothing swaps or, in my case, also in my building, people used to just leave stuff in the hallway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like half of my wardrobe is like stuff I found in the hallway from. From the children which who are very cool oh, <laughs> I love the, a great stoop sale or they have tons stoop of yard sales, sales here <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a great so just, point just just love a start swap there yeah just start there and I remember even in college we used to do this thing where like when we clean out our our and I think you and I've done this for each other too you clean out your like closet and then you go to your friends and be like who wants this stuff because like you know a lot of it's good you know mm-hmm. you just don't wear it anymore or it doesn't fit anymore or you you know also, some stuff, if you love it, keep it because that shit comes back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I wish I'd had my 90s clothes <laughs> still. I still have some of mine. <laughs> well, there's also like, uh, there's tons of Facebook groups now, too. There's an yeah. East Nashville buy, sell, trade uh, website that I've, I furnished my entire apartment from that website, which that's is great. so cool because furniture is a whole other thing. But it's but, like, a, but and the same, you, right? Yes, like, same. Still, like, still yeah. the same. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why Ikea is so cool. They're, they're starting to launch like uh, buying back their furniture. They're going to have a recycle program for their furniture. That's good. Which I love Ikea. Ikea is so cool. Well, this professor, again, I don't know her name, uh, but she said, and people fought lots of comments about it on YouTube, but she even said like, okay, if you are going to go to H&M or to Zara to buy something, buy one shirt. Don't buy yeah. six shirts. Don't yeah. buy two jackets. Don't buy three sweaters. Like just buy one. Be be hip and trendy with that one thing and then be conscious. And another a, a great great very expensive I think. Well, it's not actually I shouldn't say that. It's not extremely expensive. Gucci is extremely expensive. Everlane Hmm. is a is a uh, a store and online they have a great online presence and then I do think that they have an actual uh, store in New York but they have really great clothes and they I was just looking right before we hopped on they have their whole um, mission statement where they get their where where their factories are who makes the clothing um, it's all sustainable goods like so I highly recommend if you haven't check out Everlane and they they even say like they don't keep up the trends so like their stuff is ever lasting <laughs> well that, that actually brings up another point that i just want to mention too is that like two things one like women especially i think get sucked into this this is why i think this is a good topic for us at difficult women because this is like a very woman-centered issue in lots of ways not that only women do fashion of course that's not i know true. i feel like every man i've ever dated they were more into fashion than i was but <laughs> <Maybe>. that's fine <laughs> but we know that a lot of women feel pressure to look yes. a certain way and yes. that's also part of this whole like issue is that like they're this again this patriarchal concept that like you have to keep up with the kardashians and you have to look a certain way and you have to be pretty in a certain way or whatever that can put a lot of pressure on people where they feel like they have to keep up and they have to keep buying new things to to, to you know compete in this like you know to get a man or whatever it is that people are thinking um but i just sort of wanted to mention that like 
The most fashionable woman I've ever met in my entire life was my grandmother. She was a model in New York City in like the 1950s. And she always, up until like the day she died, basically, was just impeccably dressed, Mm. always looked great. She didn't shop very much at all. She had a lot of the same piece. She just knew, and she would talk about this too, Mm. like she knew who she was with her style. It was Mm -hmm. just like she had found this style that suited her. And it Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with buying new things. It Mm -hmm. had everything to do with knowing what looked good on her, knowing what was classic. And like she had pieces that were like really old, but you'd never know by looking at them because Mm -hmm. they just suited her nicely. She'd wear these like, her style was more simple and things like that. But even if you're a very loud dresser and you're kind of, you know, crazy and like to wear whatever that's a great place to f- go to like secondhand stores or, mm-hmm. or use other people's clothing because you can find these like really cool things and what I found is that like honestly like some of my favorite things in my wardrobe are s- stuff that I've had for a long time mm-hmm. you know yeah and that like maybe it's like quote unquote out of fashion but when you wear it and it like suits you then mm-hmm. people are like, whoa, that's so cool. I haven't seen a shirt like that before. And you're like, yeah, I got it 40 years ago or whatever <laughs> in, this, in my grandmother's case, whatever, you know. Right. So like that, I just think that that's something to, re- to, and I'm saying this to myself too, because like, again, I've been sort of in this phase where I'm like trying to like really present myself like as, as polished as I can. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And who am I? And what do I want to wear? And things like that. And it doesn't necessarily mean I have to go shopping. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you should just go through your if you just go through your clothes that you currently have too, you might be surprised. You're like, oh, yeah, this thing. <laughs> I forgot about this. It feels like shopping, you know. Right. So also, anyway, those are just. I've always wanted to have a capsule wardrobe. You've heard of those. It's like. Oh, that's like where you have just like a couple items and you just mix and match them. Yeah. But just like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the the count is, but it's like, you know, just a couple of shirts, a sweater or two. And then you just kind of rearrange them throughout the that's season. Basically what cool. my grandmother did. She mm. like had without having it that title. It was like she had some pieces, and then when you mix them together, sometimes you wouldn't even realize it was the same piece. You know. Mm. Well, my mother is a loud dresser. Like she's always been very. I mean, she was an art teacher for thirty years, so she dressed. I mean, when you think of an art teacher, like my mom, bright turquoise glasses, really cool bright colors and patterns always. Mm-hmm. And she buys. I would. I would bet ninety percent of her clothing from secondhand. She yeah. loves it. Loves the deal, and it's exciting. I really. I went shopping the other day. I bought like. I texted my full family. I was so excited. It was like four shirts, three sweaters, and a pair of pants. And I spent $45. And I was like, oh, yeah. what a deal. It's like so and exciting. All, and you're helping like not have that stuff go into the garbage. Right. You know, I did find there was one thrift store that um, is here in town. And this is what I actually, if you do have a bag of clothing and you're like, oh, I'll just give it to Goodwill. Stop and just research if there's a local thrift store that you can donate to. Mm-hmm. Because there is one that exists um, in Donaldson, Tennessee, where I used to live. Um, <laughs> out in Donaldson, there's a, uh, it's a thrift store that all the proceeds made at the thrift store all the clothing is donated and then when it is sold everything that is made it goes back into the community and it's for women and so they provide classes to women's shelters and food and shelter and stuff for women so I find something I know yeah. that that exists everywhere so it's yeah. just that's I that sort of stuff I was like almost crying in the thrift store I was like really this uh, this is so beautiful my my money buying this silk shirt is actually helping save the planet like cool <laughs> yeah and sometimes you got to get a little more creative, but that's part of what I mean, isn't like fashion supposed to be about expressing yourself and not just it's like art. trying to look and not right. just trying to look like everybody else. You know what I mean? Right. I think that also if we can like think of it that 
way too. Mm. Um, yeah, it's that, a self expression. You know, sometimes it, we're tired and we can't, you know, pull it together. But then get a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> you know, if you don't like, if you want to look nice but you don't want to spend the time, do the do the solid pieces. And if you do want to be creative, like really be creative. So anyway, I don't know. I mean, I hope that you don't feel like too dismayed. And if you made mistakes in the past, like we all have, like okay, just move forward. You know. I mean, I just bought the sweatshirt from Target last night. Yeah, I just <laughs> bought that workout outfit. I mean, I right. get it. Yeah. Right. But I mean, all, you know, all I all I can say is just consume smarter. And I think across the board with everything, just be a be a smart, smarter consumer. Yeah. <laughs> and tying back into that thing you were saying about like, like, let's say you do go to H&M and you buy the one thing. Like, I do have a shirt from Forever 21 that I bought over 10 years ago that I still wear all the time and it's mm-hmm. still hanging in there so it's not like like I that was a dress great from zara purchase. same thing yeah although so my it's tits like if don't you fit do... in it anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's not there that's whole no. <laughs> um they but they like that you know if you're gonna buy that one item just be conscious of like who made it and like what went into that and that right. like at the very least have respect for the fact that like somebody worked f- too hard mm-hmm. and didn't get paid nearly enough mm-hmm. for that item so like what you know how do we just how do we navigate that you know mm-hmm. wow no shame just, no but uh, just, just be awareness learning mindful. new things mindfulness. bring yourself to the next dimension <laughs> yeah get out of your body and fly around <laughs> into your avatar and yeah and go to a party <laughs> go to a party <laughs> and then you don't have to wear any clothes in real life maybe that maybe he is solving oh, maybe the that is. you never have to buy clothes again you can sit <laughs> naked and go to a party in your avatar that's oh god please that's full circle we did it <laughs> That's awesome. We figured it out. You're welcome, world. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening to Difficult Women. Send us an email at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash reformed whores. We're doing Difficult Women and Reformed Whores content over there. Mm -hmm. Anything else? You got anything else going on? It's fine. Just, Just, you know, just keep on keeping on. Try to hang in there, babies. (laughs) We got this. Yes, we got this. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.